Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studio in a special two-hour show this morning. And we uh, look forward to uh, bringing you some in-studio guests and some guests, a couple of them on the on the phone. And uh, I guess we're, uh, this place is hopping around here this morning with the whiteboard all covered up with uh, football scores and we are in business with uh, high school football and, and racing uh, coming down to the wire with the last few races before the chase. Ronnie is over here uh, intently pushing buttons and waving. Good morning, Ronnie. I know he had his uh, had his Burns duties to do last night. And, uh, and they won. And they won, well, of course. And uh, we've got Gene Murphy from uh, Murphy's Law who's going to have his uh, – own local segment in the second half of the show on the second segment of the second half and how you doing this morning gene oh i'm doing good uh good to see everybody this morning yeah gene's uh of course we'll have his uh, article in the paper uh tomorrow he's been in the paper all week as a matter of fact you had a, a lot going on didn't you yes saturday night we uh went to the stick Elliott memorial at cherokee speedway and uh zach mitchell uh picked up the win that i was in the 33rd annual stick Elliott memorial and uh then uh, Tuesday night, went to the Gaston County Shrine 100 uh, Shrine race up at Carolina Speedway in Gastonia, North Carolina. And uh, Dennis Rambo Franklin uh, picked up another win. Uh, Rambo's... Is he starting to get hot? Yeah, he uh, you know he went winless for over two years and picked up the win our week at Lancaster, picked up the win our night at uh, in the Shrine race, and he runs second to Zach in a stick. So I'd say Rambo's uh, figured out what he's got going on. That's good. Yeah. So uh, it's good to have Gene. Wasn't was there another one you, you went to? Uh, no, that was it. That was it. Yeah. All right. Well, Gene's been in the paper. I think I saw you maybe Monday and yesterday, or I don't know. Every time I picked it up this week, it was a, a Gene Murphy story. But his uh, his bi monthly column will be in there tomorrow. Murphy's Law, which is uh, what we call his segment when we uh, when we have him on here. Just anytime he opens his mouth, it's Murphy's Law. <laughs> And um, and we got Greg Bohr over here. Greg, how you doing this morning, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Uh, with the humidity was a little bit lower. It's a little bit hot and sticky out there, but it is. But uh, everything's everything's going good. Another thing we're going to do uh, today is sort of concentrate on Tiny Lund. Tiny um, lost his life. It was forty three years ago yesterday at Talladega. And, uh, of course, that was a race that Bud Moore's car won with Buddy Baker. And I know Buddy and Tiny were close. But uh, uh, actually, you know, we had a advertised that Bill Elliott would be on the day. But Bill got a hold of Greg earlier in the week and said that since his son won that race a couple of weeks ago and he's getting ready to run Roaded America next week, that it, it was just – it was just going to be impossible for him to do our show this morning. So Greg hopped right on it and got Kale Yarborough, which I figured, you know, we'd already had him in May and thought that he would be good for uh, to talk about Tiny because he and Tiny were very close. But then yesterday, Tiny, uh, I mean, uh, 
kale canceled and um we uh had to scramble a little bit so uh kale i think has a funeral or something to go to so we're not going to hold it against him no. as long as it's not his and he we, certainly wanted to do the show yeah oh yeah he did and uh, he's already done it once and, and in fact his line on that show was how can you turn down greg moore so uh but anyway he he was on it for a couple of weeks and then he uh then he had to cancel yesterday so we've got carrie tharp who is the president of the darlington international raceway and they've got a little something going on down there labor day weekend that carrie will be glad to talk about and we will uh have carrie on here very shortly in our second segment after the break here but um greg uh i know tiny had some of his best days in a budmore cougar y'all won the grand american championship with him the the first year they ran it which was 1968 when he also drove y'all's uh grand national car but uh greg in 1968 was an 11 year old running around uh jumping in the swimming pool and pretty much i guess aggravating bud and the drivers and everybody i was in the way it was in the way but uh <laughs> tiny was a big man and you knew him very well yeah tiny was one of the best guys to get along with uh he loved to be around kids uh kale i, I get tickled uh, one of the stories he was going to tell was down at atlanta motel and uh tiny's clowning around and he he kept uh, dunking kale underneath the water and Kale finds that line, the tiny, you drowned in me. You drowned me. But it, there's a lot of stories like that went on. Uh, he had a one of the main adversaries that we ran against uh, in that GT division, which Tiny easily won the, the championship in 68, was Donnie Allison. And Donnie Allison was driving a, a Mustang for uh, uh, Ross Huggins and was crew chief and everything by Warren Prout, who had just left us. But uh, it, it was he was they won some races and he was pretty tough competition. But Tiny would do stuff like pull up alongside of him and take a drink out of his jug and spit water at him, <laughs> get so close to him, you know. It, and uh, but didn't uh, have a window net to get in the way in those days. Yeah, didn't have a window net getting in the way, and he he was constantly doing stuff like that. And looking back on the records, if you look at it, you know we know he 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 come out of the blue and won the daytona 500 but he'd been around for years he'd been around for uh since 1955 and, exactly. and that was in 63 so he wasn't a stranger no by no means and uh there was actually a time uh in 69 and 70 that uh he actually ran uh they allowed him to run the the gt cars uh on the short tracks and he was running one for Ronnie Hopkins. Well, that was the Grand National East. Grand National East. And uh, it run good. I mean, really run good. I mean, if you look at his record, uh, it, it was just fantastic. Greg, tell that story about uh, um, Tiny chasing you. I love that one. It's in your book that we wrote. But uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, were, we were down in Atlanta. Perry's been down there before with us and, and seen uh, – some of the shenanigans that went on down around there. and I didn't see this one. Uh, but Tiny was in the room, you know, at the motel. Uh, him and Daddy and I think Banjo, and they were talking about things. And uh, I kept coming there kind of aggravating them. Daddy finally told me, said, boy, why don't you just go ahead and get on out of here? Because they're having a drink or two. 
you know. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. And, I, and Tiny says, I'll race you, Gregory. Well, I was starting on a fairly decent little league football career, I thought. And how big I, was Tiny? How, how big was Tiny? He was 6'5", 270. Uh, yeah. So there you go. And Thank I you, Ronnie. I took off, and that's all going to turn around, and he was catching me. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this guy's not only got a heavy foot that he can drive a race car, but this son can run, too. But uh, He wasn't fat, though, was he? You, he, no. he was he was He was, he was more, more solid. Yeah. Uh, he he was more like a defensive end. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the size of an NFL defensive there's, end. 6'5", 270. There's one other story. That, well, I can go on for hours, but one that popped in my head. You're going to get some more chances, but uh, go ahead. Uh, we went to Jefferson, Georgia. And in Jefferson, uh, we had the same people to run against. You know, we had uh, Donnie Allison and Ross Huggins and the Mustang. And they had uh, Smokey would occasionally bring a car. Buck Baker had a Pontiac. I'm thinking a guy by the name of Wayne Andrews had a Javelin. Uh, he also bought one of y'all's cars. Right. And uh, Paul Bud Moore entered most of those events. Uh, he, he started out in one of our Cougars. We sold him and wound up running a Camaro. But uh, they were putting up some pretty good lap money for the race that day. And we sat on the pole and led every lap of it. And uh, little Bud Moore, he run like third. And he said, remember Tiny coming by him so fast to put a second lap on it. It's incredible. But he had actually broke the track record. That's for super modifieds and everything with the one of those little Cougars with a 302 Ford in it, you know, like the 289. And he led every lap of it. And uh, Daddy went up there to the pay window back then. And... Uh, Whoever was in control of it said, well, whatever prize money there, just give it all to Bud's because he led every lap. <laughs> and it was like five, $6,000 just in lap money. You know, that good money back then. Still is. Oh, yeah. Real good money. <laughs> I, I'll take it. But and not, and listen, not, we're talking about the, the length of his career. He, he ran for 20 years and raced in 303 races. Uh, that's He um, ran, the course, the Grand National uh from 1955 I, i've got it right here myself and uh until 75 when he when he lost his life at talladega and the um but the grand american series is what they called it the first year the first couple of years and he won it driving for bud moore and, and it wasn't even close and uh and, and then it became the grand national east and uh neil castles won it one year and i think he wanted uh tiny wanted the other two years and uh but when they would have those mixed races in 71 and 72, Tiny, although he didn't win the championship every year, um, he won five of those races yeah. against uh, against Richard Petty, full-size Plymouth. So, um, but Tiny, of course, got his big, his big moment in 1963 when uh, Marvin Panch was loosening up a birdcage Maserati at Daytona. Uh, for the 24-hour race and crashed in turn three and turned upside down and caught on fire. And Tiny, from what I understand, was with a group of people that had just come in through the tunnel and saw it happen, got over the fence, and uh, a couple of the guys held the car up. Another, It was another driver, and I, his name escapes me right now, but he, uh, they held the car up while Tiny op- you know, 
literally almost ripped the door off the hinges to get to get Marvin Panch out, who was badly burned. And, I mean, it would have killed him if Tiny hadn't come along with those other guys. And, um, of course, he wasn't going to be able to drive the 500. And so uh, the Wood Brothers uh, asked Marvin, you know, they got together and were talking about it in the hospital. And Marvin said, you know, put Tiny in the car. Well, they put Tiny in the car, and uh, 500 miles later, Tiny won his first big race, the Daytona 500, in, uh, in the Wood Brothers Ford. And I remember, uh, I remember him being on to tell the truth with <laughs> with Bud Collier, and they had all those guys up there, you know, and two of them are lying, and one of them was Tiny, and it was a uh, nobody picked Tiny because he was he wasn't yeah. he wasn't Tiny. So uh, that was uh, that's uh, a little. Uh, insight into tiny lun and his history and everything but we're gonna we got a talk. lot more stories on him we got a lot more we're gonna have some other people talk about him but right now we're gonna take our first break and come back with is it carrie tharp is he our first guest carrie tharp yep from darlington, darlington raceway president darlington raceway we'll be right back with start your engines on fox sports spartanburg there's no points racing here greg perry ronnie and nelson are racing to win you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. High school football season is rolling, and so is our Friday football frenzy. The frenzy is presented by Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina. The perfect place for your family to get away. The Friday football frenzy. All season long, here on Spartanburg County's home for high school football. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, 
customize your interior and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days same as cash with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. It's football season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your tailgate favorites, including pulled pork, smoked chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese or potato salad, and you have a winning team. Game Day Barbecue 165 West Main Street in Duncan opens 10.30 a.m. till 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. So stop in for lunch or dinner or call them at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate. Game Day Barbecue, we do things the old-fashioned way. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim, Joe, and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. It's pretty obvious that the Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards has billiards, right? It's in their name. But now they are expanding their games to include dart leagues, cornhole, and classic arcade games. Now at Steak Horse, you can shoot unlimited games of pool from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. for only $10. Steak Horse also has some of the best food around, from their famous ribeye steak with steamed veggies and twice-baked potato to my favorite, the St. Louis-style ribs with baked beans and slaw. Visit our friends at Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street, Spartanburg, open daily at 11 a.m. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg here on a Saturday morning, our special two-hour edition. And it is our great pleasure to bring forward a uh, man who's probably doesn't have too much going on right now with uh things so uh, dead around darlington kidding of course and i'm talking to uh talking about carrie tharp good morning carrie good morning to you i appreciate the uh, opportunity to be on your own show up there in the upstate well we love having you on the show we uh know that you do have a lot going on down there and i've just um i want to throw out there for the fans that that, that are listening that aren't aware of it but for how many years was it like 12 or 15 or something you were the sports information director of uh my beloved gamecocks <laughs> well it was actually longer than that it was 20 years uh, 1985 to 2005 i was at uh university of south carolina and and uh moved to the state uh, that year in, in 1985 and i have not left since they haven't run me out of the state yet so you know, I've been living in the state of South Carolina since 1985. Uh, I, I love this state. Uh, I, I love the people in this state, what this state stands for, and uh, just really excited about being over here at Darlington now. Well, we uh, we appreciate everything you've done for uh, uh, Darlington Raceway because it's, uh, I tell you, there's not a more tradition-laden venue that they run uh, probably just about anywhere in the country. And uh to perpetuate to per, to perpetuate that is a great thing, and uh, you've got a lot of improvements that you've made down there. Well, we do. We uh, we had a capital improvement project that is winding up right now. We put in new seats, uh, both the front stretch and the back stretch. 
the, the sight lines in Tyler Tower, which is our upper deck, our best seats uh, at the racetrack, have been greatly improved. We put in stadium-style seats with cup holders uh, in that area, and then we've got uh, wider uh, bleacher-style seats in, in Wallace Grandstands and Colvin on the back stretch going to be a much better experience for our fans uh it's going to be a lot more comfortable uh for them to watch uh the weekend uh, of racing so we're excited about that we're also putting in a wall of honor which is an iconic uh, uh, uh banners that will adorn the front stretch and back stretch that will list all 49 cup winners that we've had here at darlington over the years so a lot of cool things happening here uh we're inside two weeks uh, before folks start arriving here at uh, at the raceway and we're all systems go that sounds great carrie now um i know one of the big things that everybody looks forward to here since the last few years about darlington is the the throwback paint schemes and everything and uh uh, it seems like every time I check J-Ski or, or look on the internet, there's a couple of more of them coming out. And um, that's that's a very exciting thing that y'all hooked on to a few years ago. And uh, I, I tell you, it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's the envy of, of, of auto racing that, that y'all came up with this. Well, you know, the, the throwback uh, uh, platform, uh, a great idea uh, that, that, that was, you know, birthed here about four years ago, five years ago. And that you know that happened about the same time that we came back to our Labor Day date. It's a great, a great connection uh, that we provide our fans and the teams uh, to be able to celebrate the past, present, and future here at Darlington on Labor Day when this race was uh, was you know really first started. It was on Labor Day, and so uh, in the morning, it was in the morning, I know, and I guess guarantee you that had to be pretty warm. But uh, I'm sure that the fans really, really like it being on Labor Day. The teams have gravitated towards these throwback paint schemes. You know, it's really kind of been a shot in the arm for the entire sport. It has. It's one one weekend where it's kind of like a reunion. Everybody comes back. A lot of folks haven't been back to the track in quite a while. They come back. They see their families, they see their friends, and they kind of reminisce over old times. And, and it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for us to put it on. And, and we really are looking forward to the one we're having here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, Kerry, you know that. that it, it's such a big thing that Darlington and uh, Labor Day go hand in hand. I mean, that, that, right. you know, schools schools getting ready to start back, you know, depending on what year it was, whatever, in the last trip to the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the guys would lead the women to the beach, come up and see the race, and it just it just all falls in place. And uh, I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the Southern 500 used to be, it still but might be now, was you know uh, the largest crowd drawer in four different states. Uh-oh. Well, you know, what we're going to have upwards of 65,000 people total on property over the three-day period. And so, you know, we are one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, sporting events in this region. We draw fans from all 50 states, 14 foreign countries. And so they they ascend upon Darlington and Darlington County for about four days. And uh, you talk about a Hey, uh, a lot of folks being in this area, and it's a great opportunity for fans, as you mentioned. It's that last holiday that you have before things go back to school. People go back to, you know, kind of normalcy in the fall of the year. Uh, the summertime is coming to a close. This is your last hurrah. 
come come to Darlington, you know, spend a few days here. You got money to recover. <laughs> and so we, you so need it too. You need money to recover, you know, and and, and you got to. But uh, uh, that's what we that's what we want our folks to come here, have a great time, a safe time, uh, put on a great. Uh, event for them and watch some of the best uh, uh, racing there is in the entire world. Kerry, I know that uh, Greg spent so many years at Darlington and um, and had to be fairly respectable because he was uh, representing Bud Moore and uh, had the uniform right. on and everything, but I spent oh boy, I, I probably spent a good 15 or, or 20 years in the infield in the first turn. I think I ventured to the fourth turn one time or the third uh-huh. turn, but I, I was in that <laughs> infield starting on um saturday morning for the for all the racing and uh i I could not tell some of the stories of the things that went on and i don't know how it still is in the infield but some of the best memories of my life are are, uh or the southern 500 and the rebel that used to be in the spring uh, in that infield just a a great atmosphere i love darlington so you're trying to tell me what you're trying to tell me is what goes on in Darlington stays in Darlington. Well, I don't know. I heard a lot of a lot of it came back on the streets of Spartanburg, and I had to <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, I'm sure that Greg and his dad and everybody up that way brought a lot of it. But uh, I tell you, it, it means a lot uh, for for you know the the the, the Moors. Uh, they have had so much impact on this sport. You know, when you think about you think about NASCAR racing. And the pioneers and the legends, uh, Bud Moore and that tradition that, uh, that 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 family has had up there in the Upstate is right near the top. Certainly, the Pearson, uh, David Pearson, and Kale Yarber, also from around this part of the Cotton of Owens, the, uh, the track. Cotton Owens. I mean, what a great legacy these folks have left and continue to leave on the sport of NASCAR. And South Carolina is a very, very proud state, and we're proud to have folks like that represent our sport, represent it with class, represent our country, as, as Bud did, on the shores of, of Normandy. Uh, that just means a tremendous amount for us to be able to, you know, kind of rekindle some of that legacy Labor Day weekend. Well, before, he, uh, before I bump into him on the street, I got to – I got to point out before Lance Smith uh, points it out to me someday, you know, his dad, Jack Smith, had quite a, a career down at Darlington. He didn't win, right. but he it, took it, one of the most spectacular exits, I guess, until Kel Yarborough went over the wall. <laughs> that was in 1958. Yeah, I've heard about that one. He did have quite a spill. Well, they used uh, to have a big sequence shot of it in your museum down there. Yeah, uh, and I think I think it's still probably down there. I think it is, too. That was a spectacular. I mean, when you say spectacular at the time, it was probably horrifying. Spectacular, uh, uh, you know, turn of events there that he was involved with. But uh, you know, the, the 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 racetrack here has all kinds of memories. You oh know, man! You talk to people from around the country, and you tell them that you live in Darlington, and the immediate thing that they think about is the racetrack and the and the and the Bojangles Southern Five Hundred and all the history. All the stories, all the memories, all the great competitors that have been a part of this event, and uh, you know we're 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 fortunate to be a part of it, and we just look forward to many many years of uh, of, of it taking place here. Well, you know, um, I think one of the things that, uh, and and I did want to point out, you still have a. Um, I know it was for years; it was the Joe Weatherly uh, 
stock car museum but you still have a heck of a museum down there and of course the gift shop and everything but that's a that's a wonderful yeah. museum you've got well we really do it's the uh, it's the nmpa uh, uh uh stock car museum here at darlington and it is it is really a cool place for fans to come in and you know, it, it, it's it's not the largest museum in the world, but I tell you what, for where we where we have it, everything that's 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 packed in there is history. Uh, the folks around here do a super job of keeping it up. Uh, um, you know, Bridget Holloman, who's our executive assistant here and has been involved with the sport for many many years, takes a lot of pride uh, in, in keeping that museum up, and 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 you know, it, it's just a great. Uh, place for fans to come check out some of the old cars some of the old memories go through the museum uh and and really it's a it's quite the museum uh here at darlington it's a perfect fit for us i know uh, uh this is gene by the way I, my first nascar race was at darlington and uh mm -hmm. the whole experience to me was like i mean going down there as a teenager and just taking that all in and we went through the museum and you know it was of course it was very crowded it was a trans south 500 uh race back in the spring and uh you know we just went through the museum and i remember a hemi sitting on the engine stand in there and just thinking man just how big of an <laughs> engine that was sitting there you know it's like half the size of a toyota sitting there on the on the engine stand and then the mm -hmm. the race that day you know it was just i mean i can pinpoint you know memories of that day and, you know, I guess you just don't ever forget your first, you know, your first NASCAR race. And Darlington's always going to have a special place to me besides being a native South Carolinian. You know, it's just uh, it's awesome to still have Darlington there. And, and I've been down since, you know, of course, the front stretch and the back stretch flip-flop. And uh, right. it's, it's, you know, and that was a great way to open it on up to for the track to grow. And y'all have made improvements, but it's still Darlington. It's still the traditional Darlington. It's still the same racetrack and that's you know it's just it's like uh you're keeping the tradition but you're moving forward and it's uh it's just a great place well that's a great point that you make and you know people told me tell me for for many many years uh particularly the past few years that i've been here at darlington hey don't mess with the racetrack don't touch the surface and uh which we haven't and uh, we don't plan on to for any time in the near future and don't mess with the mystique don't mess with the tradition which we haven't and we don't plan on doing that either but you know we're just trying to make it better for the fans a better place to sit better place to watch the race and experience the weekend so that's really what we've done we've done a few other things to try to dress the place up but we kind of look at darlington as the wrigley field of nascar and and you have an iconic place like this you want to keep the tradition you want to keep the history and the memories and and uh, and yet try to update it as you go along to try to to keep up with the time so to speak uh, to make sure that the fans are getting what they want when they get here i know one time they interviewed dick brooks and uh after they'd done a repaving or something and of course dick brooks is another spartanburg driver i, I can't leave out but right. uh, they asked him what he thought about the the improvements they'd made at darlington this was back in the 70s and he said it's like putting a coat and tie on a rattlesnake <laughs> that's a great one i hadn't heard that one yeah and I, one other thing i wanted to mention and greg wants to say something here before we go but you know sure. greg greg and i wrote a book together of, of greg's life and we've got a picture in there of daryl derringer going up the ramp into the into victory lane in the 1966 southern 500 and greg is in the car they wow. stopped on the pit road and put greg in the car 
and he's clearly sitting there hanging onto the roll bar as the car goes up the ramp with Johnny Reb on the hood and everything. So oh, Greg is, Greg's got a Darlington history that none of us have. Oh uh, well, he, I, I know he does, and and that's that's cool to be able to be on the show uh, like this, and I and I and I welcome this opportunity and the history that him and his family have had here at the racetrack and really throughout all of NASCAR and. You know, when you think of, like I mentioned earlier, when you think of the state of South Carolina, it might be a small state, but you look at all the all the legends and the, and the legacy that we have in, in uh, stock car racing. It's amazing for a state this size to to have that type of legacy and that type of uh, <clears throat> history and tradition and impact. And it's really cool to be on the show and, and try to share some of those memories uh, with Greg and, and 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 the rest of you folks. Well, like I say, the, the, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, the big Daytona track was built in 59 right but as far as super speedway racing that's where it began it exactly. began in south carolina in a little mm -hmm. old place called darlington <laughs> and thank god for the brazingtons and, that's know, right well, and that's it's, exactly it, right it's, it's a 1.366 miles mm -hmm. and it's you got to drive every inch of it and it'll reach mm -hmm. out and bite you and right. uh it's it's always been like one of the triple crown and always will be this, this, well, there's it, no question you know everybody you know everybody obviously wants to win the daytona 500 and that's our super bowl okay and, and we all understand that and respect that but i tell you what right behind that is that is that bojangle southern 500 they want to win this race as you mentioned greg this is this is one of the triple crown and uh it's very exciting to be a part of that and know that the 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 the, the drivers want to add this one uh to their resume they want to have their name on the trophy that says Bojangles Southern 500 winner. And uh, it's, 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 it, it's really exciting to know that, uh, uh, that we're going to crown another one here in just a couple of weeks. And uh, who's it going to be? Who knows? Uh, you know, you've had some surprise winners over the years. Like last year. Exactly, Denny Hamlin. But also you've had some – I mean, you look at the the list of winners here, and there, it's a who's who uh, of NASCAR. And, you know, all the way from Pearson all the way down to Jeff Gordon to Earnhardt to, uh, you know, Harry Gant, uh, everybody here. That's See, I go further back race. with Herb Thomas and Buck Baker Herb, and uh, no Johnny Mance, you know, Speedy Johnny Thompson. Mance. Exactly. I love I mean, those old look, guys. <clears throat> you, look at the, you, you, you look at the ones that have won here. And uh, it's it's very very difficult to get a win here, and uh, for those that have won here, I know they they had asked to rank near the top of their career milestone. Kerry, we could talk to you all morning. We're up against <laughs> a break right now. Maybe we'll have okay. you back on and, and recap the race in a couple of weeks. But thank I'd you. I'd love to do that. And Greg, always a pleasure to visit with you. And uh, hope your family's doing well. And I appreciate you all having us on. And, and uh, up there in the upstate, keep keep the Darlington uh, uh, throwback alive and, and let us know if y'all need anything. Well, uh, with that in mind, I mean, I don't need tickets, but can you still get one? And how do you get oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, get on our website, DarlingtonRaceway.com darlingtonraceway.com we got good tickets still left some great packages but i encourage fans to get them now or call 866-459-7223 866-459-7223 make sure that you get your tickets because here in two weeks we're going to be racing here at darlington man that sounds great i'm fired up right now thank you so much for coming on the show carrie and uh go darlington and go gamecocks well, 
I appreciate that. I, I, I'll do that for sure. Let's go. Let's go get them. Okay. All right. Thank you for coming on the show this morning. That's right, Carrie. That's Carrie Tharp from the, the president of the Darlington International Raceway. A great interview. You know, it's, uh, uh, just wonderful having him on the show, Greg. Good job getting that one. And um, that's that was our replacement for Kale Yarborough. So that that wasn't bad at all. No, and I tell you, just talking about Darlington, I just get cold chills yep well we're gonna take a break right now so greg can get over his cold chills we're gonna take him outside and warm him up you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg want to talk racing with the guys call the sign force hotline now at 864-468-1400 start your engine returns in a moment on fox sports 1400 and 98.3 fm Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster, in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Kenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
crazy. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Did not. Did too. With McDonald's new $1-2-3 menu, you can choose among favorites for just $1, 2 or $3, which means you can get two Happy Meals for $3 each, a triple cheeseburger for $3, and a two-piece Buttermilk Crispy Tenders for just $2. Or, as Dad likes to call it, the... <sighs> Finally, some peace and quiet on this cross-country road trip meal. But Dad, I thought you always called it the family time is special time meal. Build whatever meal you want with McDonald's new one two three dollar menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg at the Beacon Drive-In Studios. And good morning to you, Nelson. Good morning. Uh, looks like the whole area has a threat of rain today. Yeah, I see that. And I know that's uh, sort of uh, portends for a Sunday race. But I hope not. I sure hope they get it in tonight. As I was coming in this morning, the, the humidity was so high, it felt like rain on my face. It did. Oh, uh, most definitely. And they have moved the start of the race up to 6.30 uh, tonight. Uh, you know, give them a little extra time. Uh, you know, to beat the rain or uh, consider uh, red flag conditions. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, in fact, I would have I would have missed the start probably if you hadn't told me that. Me too, because I haven't checked it. Uh, I want to get let's get our picks out of the way since our our last segment ran a little over, and I want to make sure we get them in. You know, Greg won last week. He finally picked Harvick, somebody that, that uh that got to victory lane. Greg, I don't think he's ever picked a winner. So, uh, <laughs> Ronnie's still leading with four, or you've got two, and Greg and I have one each. And Greg has already picked uh, Larson for tomorrow for tonight. Who do you like there, Nelson? Hard to say. Well, we got a two-hour show, but we need to <laughs> we need to pick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try the 41 car. Oh well, he's won there before, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, uh, say Kurt Busch is a good choice. Ronnie, what do you think? What well, my sweet tooth this morning is screaming M and M's. So I guess that's Kyle Busch, his brother. Yes. Gene, I'll let you go next. I'll go last. Uh, I'll, I'll go out on limb this week and go with Harvick. Okay, he's out on the Harvick limb. And, uh, well, I'll take Keselowski. He might win. He might not. So, Nelson, what's going on? I know last week was kind of a snoozer as far as I was concerned with Harvick winning. And uh, uh, it was a fast race. I mean, they're clocking off into those first turn there, 210 miles an hour. But um, I, I – there was a lot of once again there was a lot of empty seats and and we were all talking earlier how interesting it will be to see of course they'll have weather to fall back on if they don't if it's not full but um you know they you used to have to inherit a ticket to this race and uh we'll see how it looks tonight with the grandstand right well a number of comments uh from this past week of 
obviously, uh, I don't really want to call it a highlight, but the uh, spectacular kill uh, at Michigan was Timmy Hill losing his battery, and Ty Dillon had a whole straightaway to miss it and hits a dead square, blows <laughs> up the car. But how did they? How did they not see that thing sitting in the track? I mean, I, I understand that uh, he could have probably dodged it, but uh, I thought they had people that would. That Other would have... cars missed it, you know. Uh, you know, I don't know if he had blinders on or uh, what happened, or he was concentrating on who was behind him. But yeah, he hit a dead square. Did you say whose battery that was? Timmy Hill. Oh, okay. Well, now, I thought those. I thought they were like encased, like you had to uh, remove a door to get to that battery. It, it right, seems like it used to be right, right in front of the left front wheel, right? Uh, the left uh, rear wheel. That is left rear wheel. Still there. Uh, unfortunately, the doors are not always uh, strong. Most of the time, they just make them out of a piece of aluminum, and everyone's too fast in holding it in. Uh, and, you know, if it doesn't get fast and bounces around and locks it out, well, or, you know, People realize even if you don't get hit, the centrifugal force and the G forces on the cars, uh, you're pretty spectacular. Yeah, it was a. I mean, I, I, that was a, a new one. I never, never seen anybody uh, hit a battery that was just uh, sitting there in the middle of the track like that. I've seen them fly out of cars. They're just sitting there minding its own business. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what else you yeah. got, Nelson? You said you had some other uh, comments well, and views they, from the week. They took two. Two cars of each make uh, to the wind tunnel and the R&D center to uh, you know, help them decide what to do to rules changes for next year. Uh, Wendy Venerini is back at the track after a skull fracture at Sonoma when she got hit by a car when she was jogging. That was uh, Casey Kane uh, is going for part-time next year and Elliot Satterer the same way. You know, both uh, you know, long-time uh, competitors. And then probably uh, Probably one of the uh, most uh, interesting deals is uh, Roger Penske said that Tony Stewart might run an IndyCar for him at the 500 next year. Wow. Well, I knew Tony had been talking about driving at Indy again, but I didn't know uh, I didn't know Penske had stepped forward to uh, maybe give him that opportunity. Right. They haven't finalized it, but uh, it sounded like it, uh, it was more than just uh, – Idle speculation. You know, getting back to Casey Kane for a second, I think that's. Uh, I'm just really happy for Casey. I always liked Casey Kane. I remember one year when he drove for Ray Evernham. He had a blue Dodge number nine, and he just absolutely smoked the field in the in the fall race at Charlotte, the night race. And uh, I, I just I always thought he was a good representative. I was tickled to death to see him uh, win Indianapolis last year, which I guess is going to be a good one for him to end his career on as far as wins. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, he was like the big heartthrob. They had all those commercials and the, the girls fawning over him and everything. And uh, now that he's a, a husband and a dad and, you know, has his own uh, sprint car team, I just think it's terrific that he's getting out when he's getting out and he's still got plenty to do to keep him occupied. Oh, no question about it. And then I guess the final deal, uh, uh, fallout from uh, Brian France, uh, you know, stepping down or uh, stepping aside for a while. Who's going to take his place? And uh, there's a whole list of people who uh, you know have uh, you've been put uh, put forth that uh, you know. Have you heard of anybody lobbying for themselves to get the job? 
uh, behind the scenes, yes. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, Lisa Francis' son uh, is going to be in position, but he's still a little young and probably needs a, at least a year or two more experience before they step him up. Although you got to remember that NASCAR has a board of directors of which uh, both Jim France and Lisa and uh, you know a few other people are on. So uh, you know they've been pretty much doing most of the behind the scenes work even when Brian was in place. But you know uh, some of the names that have been uh, put forth: uh, Zach Brown, who's head of McLaren. Uh, here's a scary one: Jay Fry from Indianapolis. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, Robert Niblock, who is the XEO from Lowe's, John Skipper, who, uh, you know, head over at ESPN, or was head, and uh, another scary one, George Pine, who is uh, Brian Francis' former cohort. Uh, so, you know, a lot of stuff in the rumors mill, but, uh, you know, who knows and how much difference it'll make. I think it's in good hands right now with uh, Jim France and Lisa, uh you know, taking the reins. Who would Nelson Crozier like to see? Well, obviously, uh, Ben Kennedy when he's ready for it. But in the meantime, uh, John Skipper, the former ESPN CEO, might be an interesting choice. Uh, he's had a wide and varied career, but, you know, he had a lot of experience at Disney. Uh, and, you know, Disney has the right mentality uh, toward uh, you know, running the series. Uh, years ago, Benny Parsons and I were up at uh, ESPN for a conference, and I spoke up and uh, told them that they needed to buy NASCAR. What do you mean? Well, too much money, whatever. But, you know, uh, a media partner, uh, you know, buying NASCAR or buying into NASCAR, uh, or, you know, having a much uh, better say, who understands the sport would be very good. Uh, some of the TV partners that are involved now, they don't know enough about the sport. Uh, you know, everybody was touting and still do, oh, we need to get the 18 to 24-year-old market. Well, I mean, that's good to get them hooked, but how much money do most 18 to 24-year-olds have? Right. You know, uh, the 45 to 70-year-olds, they're the ones that go a lot of races, have a lot of money, and they spend it. Uh, and those are the ones that will lose. And we've got to find a good replacement for those. Yeah. So, you know, no, go I, ahead. I was No, I was just going to say that you just reminded me when we had Carrie Tharp on just now, and, um, and, and you mentioning how uh, about the networks and – and uh, their knowledge of the sport and everything. I meant to tell Carrie to please tell those people at NBC that the Darlington stripe is on the car and not the wall. <laughs> That's right. Because they've been getting, they and uh, everybody's been getting that wrong for, for quite a while. And I just, it blows my mind. In fact, it makes me mad. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll tell you, some of these broadcasts have been pathetic lately. Uh, <laughs> not, be, not because of the racing, but, you know, uh, the high-pitched, uh, high-speed uh, speech that the announcers have, they're all trying to talk over each other, can't understand them, and it's like a jaw whistle to my ears. Well, and it's also, and, like we pointed out one time before, they, they all, 
I, I mean, Latart, Earnhardt, and and Rick Allen, and and Jeff Burton, they all sound the same to me. It's sometimes hard to tell which one's talking. Oh, no question about it. And uh, you know, the Xfinity races you can watch. The camera work. Uh, you know, uh, I shouldn't say the camera work. The camera switching uh, is decent on it. Uh, last night's race was fairly decent. But you watch tonight, and it's going to be chop, 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 chop. There's no continuity to it, and it almost makes you dizzy trying to watch it. That's on the director, right? That's the director, yeah. Yeah, there was one thing that aggravated me a little bit last night. Was I think it was the last lap of the race when uh, uh, Larson was, was going to win it. I mean, he had like a 10-car length lead, and they... they on the, in the, a laps what 10 or 11 seconds and they're, they're showing larson but there was a hell of a excuse me a heck of a fight going on behind him that they didn't show <laughs> that's right you, you can broaden up your shot and you can show the whole thing uh the other pet peeve that i've had for a long time with the announcers the announcers need to be put in a dark room with a, a tv monitor so they're talking about what you're seeing on the racetrack uh, the seal of trying to call a race on television like you would on radio just does not work. Well, I tell you, Nelson, you've uh, you've had so much experience and and uh, and broadcasting experience. Uh, you know, not just this little show, but you know, you go back for years, and uh, and I know you know exactly what you're talking about, and I, and I I agree a hundred percent. I majored in broadcast journalism, which you know is neither here nor there except for the fact that i know i hear a lot of people say uh, you know what's the cameraman thinking of or this that and the other but it's not the cameraman it's the director it's uh, the ca- the director's telling the cameraman what to shoot pretty much you know tight or open or whatever but it's the uh it's director just it's the director that's calling the shots uh between all of the, his options with the cameras and you know and right. well, the, the director uh you know, basically has two functions uh, a cameraman has a spotter who's trying to cover the proper action. The director can tell him to uh, zoom in on something or go to something else. But, uh, you know, when you have, say, 50 cameras that the director can choose from, he's telling the uh, associate director, camera 7, camera 9, camera 32, just switching back and forth. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a collage and a flashback you're supposed to be able to follow it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, they say that, you know, the younger generation has a very short uh, attention span. Do they want to see this two or three second shot? Maybe so. I, I can't uh, voice an opinion on that. Well, Nelson, we're up against a hard break, and uh, I'll say this while we got you here. I hate crowd shots but we're gonna let you go we, we're doing a two-hour hey, show so we got sports 1400 one more to go fox sports trending now this report presented by true car online car shopping can be confusing not anymore with True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. 
The Buffalo News reports that Bills quarterback A.J. McCarron suffered a hairline fracture to his right collarbone in Friday's preseason game against Cleveland. First-round pick Josh Allen replaced McCarron and completed 9 of 13 for 60 yards with a touchdown on three series. College football LSU junior receiver Drake Davis was arrested Friday on second-degree battery charges. He's accused of multiple instances of violence against his former girlfriend. Davis has been suspended indefinitely by the team. In Major League Baseball Friday night, Manny Machado hit two of the Dodgers' five home runs in an 11-1 win at Seattle. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. We are Fox Sports 1400 on the FM dial at 98.3 is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business in Spartanburg forward. Who won on the gridiron last night? Here's your Friday night scoreboard from Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. This is Tyler Sugar reporting for the Fox Sports 1400 Friday Football Frenzy Studios with all your final scores brought to you by Tyndall Corporation. Manufacturing jobs are available in Spartanburg. Visit their website at tyndallcorp.com. All the final scores from around our area for tonight. The Spartanburg Vikings knocked off Nation Ford by the score of 52-28. Dorman had absolutely no trouble with Wade Hampton as the Cavaliers knocked off the Generals 55-0. The Burns Rebels a 39-26 victory over the Greer Yellow Jackets. Coach Bradley Adams and the Woodruff Wolverines knocked off Chesney 44-0. The Chapman Panthers got on the winning side of things with a 59-40 win over Union County in Coach Brian Thompson's first game as the coach of the Union County High School Yellow Jackets. And the Broom Centurions got a win over Central. Broom knocked off Central by the score of 46-14. The Landrum Cardinals, our long team in 2A, Got it done over a 4A team tonight as the Landrum Cardinals beat Blue Ridge 42 to nothing. For complete analysis on these games, join me Monday morning at 7 a.m. for Bump and Run right here on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. And next week, we'll get you ready for week one when all of our local teams will be in action except for, well, Dorman because they got a bye week. So we'll have a full slate of games for you again next week and you can join us for the Friday night tailgate show right here on Fox Sports 1400 98.3 FM as we'll be live next week from Chapman High School as the Chapman Panthers will take on Seneca. So Spartanburg wins, Dorman wins, Burns wins, Woodruff beats Chesty, Chapman beats Union, Broom beats Central and Landrum defeats Blue Ridge tonight in action. Week zero is in the books. Join us for week one next week here on Fox Sports 1400 98.3 FM. What can you find at JR's This and That? Well, a little bit of everything. All priced below retail. Let me repeat. All below retail. So what kind of this and that are we talking about at JR's This and That? Well, electronics, home decor, toys, furniture, and more. A wide variety of this with more of that arriving regularly. Come see Josh Hodge and his staff at JR's This and That. 2135 Cannons Campground Road in Spartanburg. JR's This and That. A little bit of everything, a whole lot of value. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. And now, the worst commercial ever. Hi, I am Justin Galvin, retired athlete from your local ball team. So I know a thing or two about insuring a landscaping business. I trust the pros, commercial auto and business insurance through Progressive. Get customized insurance solutions that'll hit a grand slam home run for you. Are we done? 
A totally mailed-in celebrity endorsement. Awful. Whereas commercial auto and business insurance through Progressive is anything but. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to quote today. Insurance provided in service by Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. It's affiliated in third-party insurers. Calling all insomniacs. This is KB. I'm up late and I've got a show for you. Up Late with KB airs right here on Fox Sports 1400. Weeknights from 11 to 1. Maybe this is the show to help you fall asleep. Well, not exactly. Hope you like great music and rather urban sports talk often mixed together. It's Up Late with KB, weeknights at 11, right here on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines from the Beacon Drive-In Studios on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, I want to apologize for that sloppy end of the first hour. We, uh, I was waiting on the music to start, which it does at the end of the show, but it didn't start. It comes on automatically, and it went straight to, uh, to the network. So uh, Nelson Crozier and I talked over, the, talked over the beginning of that, but we'll try to do better. That's the... That's the curse of the two-hour show, not doing one every week. We didn't know that was going to happen. But anyway, our next guest is one that we love having on the show, and we haven't had him on, uh, I guess, since last year. And he's always welcome and is a fountain of knowledge, Buzz McKim. How are you doing this morning, Buzz? Oh, man, I am doing fantastic. And you see, you're broadcasting from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. You guys broadcast from the actual beacon drive-in well we do sometimes but no it's just uh they give us uh, a check every month for me to say that and, nice because uh, if, if you were broadcasting from the beacon i wouldn't be talking man i'd be eating well yeah you wouldn't be able to understand it. it'd be a, a lot of a lot of food in our mouths but one of the reasons we wanted to have you on buzz other than we love having you on anyway um you know tiny lund lost his life 43 years ago yesterday and he was a mm. uh, he was a great driver, of course. We all know that, and he, he drove for Bud Moore so much, and even won the Grand American Championship. But uh, we um, uh, we were thinking of who would have, probably have some uh, Tiny Lund stories to tell, and uh, we've been reminiscing a lot about Tiny. And uh, I would imagine you you had quite a, a bit of uh, personal interaction with with Tiny Lund. Uh, yeah, I had met Tiny several times going up in Daytona. You know, he was around town at least a couple times a year, and uh, then he used to race at the local short track here on occasion that my dad was the announcer at and of course we used to watch him race up in jacksonville uh the old speedway park and he went something like 19 out of 21 features one year with that big old 61 ford and he's running against those little uh, tri-5 chevys that look like uh, compact cars compared to that big old boat that he ran but <laughs> he had that incredible uh, dirt track experience and uh i mean he took a lot of guys to <laughs> a lot of guys to school that's for sure on the dirt tracks, and uh, and he was always just kind of, pardon the the pun, but larger than life. He, he was animated. He was almost comical, and uh, he's like a big kid, right? And uh, it, it was always such a, a a fun time to watch Tiny run, or, or at least to, to chat with him. I know when I was a kid, I drew a picture of him, 
and I sent it to him, and he, he not only sent back an autographed photo, but a full handwritten letter about what he was doing. And I cherish that. It's hanging up in my office right now. Wow. And uh, he was a guy who really, really um, uh, loved his fans, especially the kids, and uh, especially goofy kids like me. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> took video. And uh, I was so, years later, my wife and I became very, very close friends of Wanda, his widow, and um, gosh, yeah, she was just an amazing gal. And it, it really broke my heart when Tiny passed away. In fact, uh, talk about how ironic life is. I had my sign shop here in town at the time, and I actually did all the sign painting and lettering on Terry Link's car. Oh, man. The car that ran into Tiny. So I, I felt like I had a personal connection there uh, from that. Uh, incident, it just really, really hurt for a long time. But uh, well, I remember uh, that. I remember that car. It was a it was a Pontiac Grand Am. I was at the race, by the way. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Greg got me yep. in the pits, and I was uh, I yep. used to watch the races. Uh, Talladega, the uh, they would let you or they let me anyway watch the race from Victory Lane because they had that tiered uh, deck there for the photographers, you know. And then the ten laps yep. to go, they'd run you off. But it was a great yep. place yep. to watch the race from. And um, but I remember Terry Link's car. In fact, I took some pictures of it, and he must have been a, a fireman or something. But that car was number sixty-six, and it was very busy. I mean, it, it was colorful and a lot of writing oh, yeah. and everything. You you had to be busy painting that one. Yeah, I made a few bucks on it. But yeah, Terry was a Daytona fireman, and um, that car originally was built by a fellow named Vernon Blank that used to work for Smokey right back in the day during the Fireball days. And uh, Bob Tullius drove that car in one of the qualifiers in Daytona in the uh, in the early to mid seventies, and it was the first Cup car that had four wheel disc brakes. Wow! And uh, it, it had an old uh, like a GTO body on it, and then they took it off and then they reskinned it. And uh, it was a pretty cool looking race car. It was, and, you know, Donnie and Donnie Allison uh, was with Black uh, and they they rebodied one of their cars with that body on the car, thinking it would be really really slick. And he said they were really disappointed. Uh, the, the thing just never did anything, you know. So they went ahead and they put the, the Chevy body or the Olds body back on that car. Joe Frazon uh, tried to drive a Grand Am, and he said you couldn't you couldn't keep it in a forty acre field. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it looked like it would be a rocket ship, but yeah. it was anything but. Yeah. Well, he said you couldn't get the air down to the spoiler because of the way the trunk sloped sloped down. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hater. Yeah, and Terry, he was he was a guy who only ran sometimes and extremely limited, limited budget, so he was happy just to make the race no matter what the car was doing, really. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things that he happened to be the one that T-boned mm -hmm. Tiny, and um, it was, uh, I, I remember distinctly that they had a hard time getting Terry Link out of the car, and, and a bunch of fans, I think, actually jumped over and ran out on the track, and some guy pulled out his a Bowie knife or something and, and cut the belts mm -hmm. because uh, mm -hmm. he could have been uh, very, very seriously injured if they hadn't got him out a little quicker. That I think that car was on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe it was. And um, uh, the car laid out off at Smoker Farms Road right across the road from Marvin Patch's old farm for a long time, laying over next to a guy named Don Hessel, laying next to Don's house. And I don't know whatever became of it. It probably was just towed away. But I know it really tore up Terry, too. And uh, it wasn't long after that Terry retired from the uh, fire department, and he moved to Tennessee, and he opened a book bindery. Now, that's been probably 20 years, and 
I don't I don't uh, know what he's doing today, but uh, he was a really good guy just, just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Let me ask you. I'm gonna hit you with some uh, some racing a uh, racing quiz trivia quiz here, and I'll uh, <laughs> see if you see if you get this one. Who else got hurt that same day? And I remember hearing them talking about it before the race even started. I know who. Who? It was a fellow Spartan Bergian named uh, Dick Brooks. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. This was, uh, no, before the race even started. It, it had happened in Europe. Um, Mark Donahue got hurt that day. Oh, that's right. Driving that's Penske's did. Grand Prix car. I think that was in Austria. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, he lived until Wednesday. I mean, he hadn't passed away, but it was, I remember hearing people talk about, you know, uh, there'd been another bad wreck that day. Yeah, that's, the, you know, that's exactly right, because it was double whammy that day. And I guess Mark had, uh, his head had, finished, had hit a, a signpost. And, and he was, he was he conscious a, for a, quite a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember seeing pictures of him sitting next to the car. Yep. And they're talking to him, and I guess it was a brain aneurysm mm-hmm. or something that got him. And uh, boy, that's another major tragic day because he was—he was absolutely one of my heroes of all time. Just what a great guy! Yeah, he really was. And and, and y'all exactly mm-hmm. right. What what happened? Uh, he had that bad wreck, and you know, a post or something uh, grazed mm-hmm. his helmet, and it must have been a yeah. closed head. But uh, they said he was out talking, sitting mm-hmm. on the side of the mm-hmm. like Perry said, sitting on the side of the pit wall. And uh, yeah. talking to Penske, and and looks like everything was fine, and uh, this one of those, this one of those bad deals. Have you got another quick yeah. tiny story for us there? Uh, I, I sure do. Um, uh, Tom Higgins, uh, the great uh, scribe of NASCAR, who just passed away. He was uh, sitting around telling stories last year after we voted on um, the Hall of Fame day, and uh, me and Humpy, I don't mean name drop, but he was telling all kinds of stories. Go ahead and drop them. Okay. <laughs> well, if anybody can drop them, you can, so go ahead. <laughs> and Tiny Lund and Tom Higgins, and they had gone down to Tiny's Fish Camp, and uh, yeah, they're in this channel going out to the lake, and there's alligators on either side of this channel, and, and old Tiny, he's just really talking up them gators about how bad they are and everything, and he was kind of spooking Buddy real bad. And uh, Tiny said, yeah, uh, not Tiny, but uh, Tom said it was so hot that day. It was just horrible. And he said, we're out there about an hour, and, and old uh, Buddy decides he's going to go jumping in, so he strips down, hops in the water, and Tiny sees a great opportunity, so he slides around the other side of the boat, goes under the boat, and grabs uh, uh, Buddy by his private part. <laughs> 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 and he's screaming and yelling, and Tom said, come on, get over here to the boat. I, I can't so finally, you know, Buddy got back in the boat, and he said, how come you didn't get back? What are you doing out there? He said, well, I'll tell you what, son. He says, when an alligator has got a hold of your man parts, you go wherever the alligator will <laughs> <laughs> be right. You got him by that so there. there. Will be another, Hearts and mind will follow. Uh, hey, there you go. Yes, sir. But there will be, be another tiny line. And uh, you look at his record. You know, he won championships. He won the Daytona 500. Um, you know, I'm not part of the hall anymore, but I'd love to see him in the hall one day for what he did for the sport. Oh, me uh, too. Such a great guy. Yeah. Um. So what what's Buzz McKim doing these days? Well, right now I'm sitting in the shade. I'm I'm painting my house, and it's about 800 degrees out here. Yeah, and I'm sweating off some pounds and getting a little bit of a tan. But uh, I don't know if it's it's worth it, really. <laughs> but things are good. I've got a radio show now uh, on Friday. It's a, it's a podcast called Legends of 
racing radio show, and every week we have somebody new and different. Well, yeah, All Greg and I would love to be on it. Yeah, we'd be. Uh, yes. Call us anytime. <laughs> we would be honored. I mean, absolutely honored. Now, the only thing is, though, you got to be there live in person. We we broadcast from the North Turn restaurant down there on the beach. Oh, I love that place. Live. Oh, it's wonderful. And I'll tell you why. We would uh, feed you guys. And we'd talk praise about you. And we'd make you feel like a king if you all ever come down. We would be so honored to have you on board. Greg, we ought to go down there about next February. <laughs> I believe we do. Yeah, there you go. Well, me yeah, and Buck talked about on. that the other day. I mean, uh, uh-huh. I haven't seen Trish Unick in a while. Huh. And yeah. She's still down there, I'm I'm assuming. There's a, yeah. an event coming up, and we're going to have the guy on the show in a few weeks, um, or a couple of weeks, uh, in, in Augusta for the raceway there. Oh. Are, are you by any chance going to be up there? I wish I could, but I'm in the process of doing the artwork for the cover right now. Oh, really? And uh, Yeah, and I'll be getting it off to Harvey here in another week or Harvey, so. that's good. Boy, they do such a great job there, and they're they're uh, men after our own hearts. You know, we're wanting to preserve that history, and uh, and it's just a hardworking bunch of folks who love the sport and love the guys who made it famous. And uh, man, anything I can do to help them out, I'm there for them. You know. Well, Greg and I have been threatening to go every year, and last year we huh? were we were gonna go, but I think uh, it was my daughter's last year to play soccer at Spartanburg High School, and this, that, and the other. I don't know a lot of other stuff, but we don't. I dumped her off at college last wednesday so uh, we're uh i don't think we have an excuse this year and greg's gone ahead and got the room so we're going to do it this year and I'm, I'm looking forward to to going down to augusta and seeing what they got oh it's great it's great and yeah, they've done such a great job down there you guys will really enjoy it you're not that far away and uh i think it'd be worth your uh your efforts really. well we're definitely planning on going now when can people listen to your podcast go give yourself a plug okay thank you we're on uh, you can go to uh facebook or Facebook Live, and uh, uh, just type in Legends of Racing Radio Show every Friday at noon. And, uh, I mean, we've had Bobby and Donnie Allison on live, you know, right there on the stage, Chip Weil, president of the Speedway, uh, uh, the the, the Motormouths, the two uh, writers from Daytona, Ken Willis and uh, Godwin Kelly. And this week uh, we're going to have Bob Tullius, who just turned, uh, well, he's turning 88 years old, and he won 14 sports car championships. He was also a a World War II uh, collector of planes, and um, uh, there's so much more to the guy than you'll even imagine when you get to talk to him. He He's remarkable and extremely sharp. Uh, oh, gosh, we got uh, all kinds of folks coming up. And, and uh, we had Ron Rice from Hawaiian Tropic talking about the Donnie Allison days and going to Le Mans with Paul Newman and all that. Wow. We try to cover every aspect of motorsports. We even have Tom Deeth coming on board, who was a former midget, a sprint car racer who raced unlimited hydroplanes mm. and uh you know old beach racers and uh mechanics and holy cow you name it uh we we want to have something for everybody so it, it's a lot of fun but every friday at noon on facebook that sounds great i'm gonna have to check that out greg that sounds like a great deal and you know bob Tudis, we ran against him uh, i can picture him right now and uh mm-hmm. i'm glad he's still with us and that would mm-hmm. be about his proper age would be about 88 but uh you know he he gave parnetti and um, donnie and some of them a fit with that little dodge dart a couple of times and uh oh yeah, yeah. i mean he he was he was the real deal so uh, yeah, that, yeah well, that's, that's a what, neat thing that's what first got me uh, uh interested in bob because i mean i was a kid you never saw a chrysler product in any kind of road racing and he shows up with his dodge dart and i went wow i remember kind of different I, 
Yeah, that was very, very neat. So, was it number 44, or am I just imagining that? He probably had no, more. No, it was. Yeah, I thought yep. so. He, he had group 44, and then for the longest time, he, uh, he had fours backwards. And I'm going to ask him about that on the show. <laughs> well, that's so it would look. That's so you could see it in your, when you looked in your mirror. It was it looked it looked oh, good. There you go. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> like an ambulance. <laughs> uh, Buzz, <laughs> Buzz, it's great having you on the show, and uh, I look forward to talking to you every time. Um, every time we have you on, you're a, a wealth of information, and uh, the best to you and your new show. And uh, say hi to your family for us. Oh, buddy, I sure appreciate that, and uh, we just love you guys, and anything, uh, anytime I can be a help, let me know, and, and good luck being a college dad. I'm really Oh, boy. <laughs> well, she went a week early so she could rush a sorority. I, I don't think classes actually start for another week, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, I got I got one that just got back from uh, his first tour of duty in the Marine Corps, and, uh, wow. and I got him back, although he's at Camp Lejeune, and, and delivered uh -huh. my daughter, so uh, it's the old empty nest. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, uh, try not to uh, be too hard on each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's, it's going to take some getting used to, but look, appreciate it, Buzz. And, uh, yeah, Greg and I would love to be on your show. We'll see you in February. Well, thank you, guys. You take care. Good luck to you. <laughs> thank you so much. That's Buzz McKim, um, a, a great friend to auto racing and uh, and historian in his own right and, and artist. And um, we're going to come back and turn it over to Gene Murphy for a little Murphy's Law and his special guest, Tony Hammett. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Join us weekdays at 3 for Open Mic Daily on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Even if you're a big-time basketball fan, there might be a few facts about the game you don't know. Like, did you know that the first hoops were actually peach baskets? Or that a warm basketball is bouncier than a cold one? Or that players could run as much as four miles during a game? Well, here's another fact you might not know that's actually really helpful if you need to buy a car. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Hey everyone, this is Tyler Sugar. And I'm Mitch. Join us for Spartanburg's only locally produced morning show, Bump and Run, every weekday morning from 7 to 9. I'll have your overnight scores and updates on the somewhat famous score desk. High schools, Carolina, Clemson, we cover sports like nobody else in our area. Bump and Run, weekday mornings at 7 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Will you have enough income in retirement? Many aren't prepared and risk outliving their future income. You need a retirement income plan, and that's where Trent Lancaster of Janie Montgomery, Scott, can help. Call Trent at 866 567 
to for your complimentary personalized analysis of your sources of retirement income and expenses you may face. Call Trent today and take a retirement test drive. Call 866-567-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When it's too cold for camping, we go camping. When it's too hot to work, we work. The John Deere Gator XUV835 comes with game-changing heat and AC and three wide seating. So it's never too anything for anything. Nothing runs like the strong, and nothing runs like a deer. Visit your John Deere dealer to test drive today. Get $400 off the Gator XUV835M at participating John Deere dealers now through October 26, 2018. See your dealer for details. Hey, it's Ben Maller here. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. That's extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to do that you do today. Do you feel it? Feel it? I'm not sure what kind of music that was, Ronnie, but thank you very much. We're going to turn it over now to Gene Murphy of Murphy's Law. You can read his article uh, tomorrow morning in the, in the Spartanburg Herald Journal, and he's got a special guest, Mr. Tony Hammett. Gene, take it away. And uh, glad to have Tony in the studio with us this morning. Uh, uh, for those of you not familiar with Tony's career, he's a journeyman photographer and writer. Uh, he's the former Habitat Series official photographer. Uh, and uh, he was recently inducted into the National Dirt Lake Mall Hall of Fame uh, just last weekend. And uh, I'm just glad to have you in, Tony. Thanks for coming in. We've been colleagues and friends for a long time, Gene. I'm really honored that you asked me to be on. I appreciate it. Well, I tell you, um, I was going to touch on that. I mean, you've, uh, you've been friends and mentors t- with uh, definitely my generation coming up. Uh, writers, photographers in the Dirt Lake Mall world. Uh, you've had a great influence, you know, on me, just the way you carry yourself, the way you deal with, with uh, drivers, you deal with people. And, you know, I'm, I'm one to observe people, uh, maybe not talk to everybody, but I'll observe and watch how people interact with one another. And, and you're great to watch uh, interact with people. I mean, you, you seem to make everybody real comfortable, you know, when you talk to them and and uh, like I say, you're always humble. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure knowing you. I mean, it's, it's just been a pleasure getting to know you over these years. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, back in the Have a Tampa days, Scott French used to be the competition director. He told me I was the most dangerous man in dirt, lo- dirt late mile races because I didn't talk much, but I listened to everybody and took it all in. That's, I always just try to make people be at ease and try to treat them with the same respect they give me. Now, I, I touched on uh, you being inducted last week in uh, Florence, Kentucky, uh, before the North-South 100. And, uh, of course, that's an annual event. Uh, that's when the new class goes into the National Dirt Lake Mall Hall of Fame. And you also uh, went in with uh, what, Steve Barnett, uh, uh, the, the Byers, uh, and, uh, let's see, the Cook family, uh, Steve Shaver, Wendell Wallace, Jimmy Mars. What, what was that whole experience like? Uh, 
you know me, I'm not a type A personality. I've always been the guy to kind of stay in the background. So it was a big change for me to be out front and be a front man, if you want to say that. But uh, I had great conversations with all of them. Miss Dottie Byers, she remembered me. I was I was amazed at that. It had been nearly 20 years since I saw her. And Steve and Wendell and, and Jimmy and uh, the other Steve, we were always good friends. When they were in their heyday, it was kind of, the time that I was doing my most work, so that was great. And didn't didn't try to talk about it much, but it was also an honor for me to to be in, inducted and and see Mike Farr, who was a real good friend of mine, has passed on. Uh, he was given a lifetime of achievement award. Well, Tony, you've been in it quite a while. How much of a change was it for you to go from the old film photography to digital? Well, I resisted it probably longer than anybody i didn't go to it till 2004 and i you know, back then you, you shot everything on film or slide and you had to rush home and try to get it developed or do it yourself sometimes and when digital came along it, it was so much easier and I, I kid all the guys now that are the the, uh, the marquee photographers i say how easy they have it but it, it still takes a lot of uh, ability but it, it has really made it a lot easier to, uh, to get the images out there for people to see. I mean, it's almost instantaneous now, especially with social media and, and dirt on dirt's coming along. Oh yeah, and I've I've told everybody, you know, I knew I know I'm a brat of that of that generation where you know just shooting digital because I never got into shooting uh, the race cars until like '98 '99, and that was when digital was really starting to come on. And you had to be so much more disciplined, you know, shooting film because, I mean, you, you, your settings, everything had to be right. You've got to trust what you know. I mean, it had it's it's got to, had to be a different world. I've always got a ton of respect for everybody that shot film, you know. Well, I had a I had a lot of mentors, I and mean, there's a lot of great photographers. Uh, if I named them off, you would recognize all of them. They they helped me along the way. Well, recently I was talking to another photographer. I'm sure you know Les Duggins. And he told me that one of the biggest things he, he fights now is that with all the new cell phone cameras, everybody now thinks they're a photographer. Can't tell you how many times we've had that discussion in Victor Lane when when they open the floodgates and the, the herd rolls in in front of you and you're trying, you're there working, they're there having a good time and uh, you just got to work around them. You, you can't disrespect them because. Every, a, lot of, a lot of times it's their family. I mean. Everybody's got that. I mean, they're there because it means something to them. And like you say, you don't want to disrespect anybody. But meantime, you're trying to work around or you're fixing to take the shot. And somebody steps in front of you. It's, you you've had to develop a new type of patience, uh, you know, with people. And, you, and I guess now we're all just ready for it. But when that really started coming on, you know, in the last, I'd say it's really come on the last three, four years. You know, it's just something now you got extra you got to deal with. I, I've still, I was still having to get used to the videographer stepping in there and, you know, stealing a lot of those good instant shots coming out of the car and everything, you know, that I used to always like to get. And it's just another part of it. I guess we got to deal with. I probably shouldn't say this, but I kind of got a reputation. If you, you got in my way, I'd kind of use that Norman as a weapon. I'd uh, kind of light up some <laughs> folks and get them, get them back in line. <laughs> Tony, what? If, if i can ask a question here what what got you started did you get started as like a kid or teenager with a with a brownie or you know how what got you going well 
my whole family pretty much worked at the old confederate motor speedway down in woodruff and my cousin wayne godfrey was just an he still is an absolutely fantastic photographer and he he had his own dark room when he was like 13 or 14 years old i got the interest there but it just kind of faded away when i went to college but uh i shouldn't tell the story tell it actually that's the kind we like the ones you shouldn't tell actually a breakup with a woman got me interested in doing the racing stuff because i it about wiped me out and i needed something to to get me back in the mainstream of life and i just decided i wanted to shoot racing my brother bought me my first camera which was a canon e1 program we went everywhere and watched races for a long time and i started submitting photographs in 1991 and hadn't stopped since hmm Oh, now I hear you shot Cannon. See, now it comes out. Well, I, <laughs> see, I got over it quickly though. I, I got on the, I got, I went to the dark side of Nikon just in time. Me and we and Tony, we always give each other a hard time because I shoot Cannon, he shoots Nikon. Now I know you started with Cannon. I see it all comes out on the radio. I, I, <laughs> I, I hope Gene Leffler doesn't hear about this. <laughs> Did you take? Do you have one picture? I mean, I, I've, I've taken a lot of pictures because Greg used to get me in the pits at all the at a lot of the races, uh, you know, Darlington, Daytona, Talladega. And I've got a couple of pictures that really stand out, and I could probably name one that's my favorite. Do you have a favorite picture or, or one that you took that's like a one-in-a-lifetime shot? You happen to be there, and you got it, and uh, it's, it's sort of above the rest. I do. It's not really an action. It's not really a... Uh, an exciting photo, but it's uh, it's a picture of C.J. Rayburn uh, at at the venue I was at last weekend, actually Florence. Back in I think I shot it in '95, but it, the the track is perfectly blacked over, and it's just the most amazing sunset you'd ever see in the background. I just luckily I was sitting down on the ground and just looked up at the right time and just happened to shoot it. And it it's beautiful. I, that's one always been my favorite. Yes, usually I think. Well, mine was a crash, but I mean, you definitely can't plan that. You just have to be there and get lucky. Absolutely. Uh, now I know that that shot stands out to you. Is there moments that you've seen over the years, or any certain moments that really jump out to you? Yeah, you kind of gave me a tip off of that the other day, and I, I narrowed it down to two. I would say the first year that they put dirt on Bristol, which is pretty ironic that this is nascar at bristol weekend uh, all the hype that led up to that i mean i went to the press conference in the winter time i slipped and slid on the back roads up to bristol and saw bruton smith come in with his private jet and his entourage and then we went over to the track and actually dale mcdowell drove a minivan around i rode around in the minivan and shot some, some photos and then the actual race itself i mean forty-five thousand people at a dirt race it's, something you'll never see again oh, yeah that, I, that atmosphere is just unreal you know and what and about about that event as uh I, I went i went to that and that you know bristol at that time i guess they hadn't downsized bristol like they have others taking out seats but you know it hold what one hundred fifty thousand people and it looked like you know there really like wasn't that many people there but there were yeah forty five thousand people there you know for a, a dirt lake mall race and that was you know right off the bat it became like this you know this super special event that would rival like you know the world 100 or one of the bigger crown jewel races absolutely and the other one i gotta mention is when the, they had the eldora million uh two of the main magazines at the time was stock car racing and circle track and they both called me and asked me 
if I'd be interested in exclusively covering that. And I already had about four of those. So they were, I had six publications that were really banking on me to do well that weekend. And I said, the more I thought about it, I said, I have bitten off more than I can choose. So I talked my brother into to helping me. My brother Terry, he was reluctant to do it, but man, he came through in a big way. And we, he actually got the main lead shot in stock car of Victor Lane at the million. And, and I, I was so proud of him. People still compliment me on that picture. And I have to quickly tell them I didn't shoot that. My brother did. So that was, that was real special for me and him to have that, that moment together. You know, and you, you bring up a good point there with you, the magazines you've been affiliated with. Well, when I was a, when I was a teenager and really starting to, to pick up, uh, picking up the periodicals and the different, uh, publications of magazines and newspapers covering stock car racing, uh, you know, I would I would flip through, and it was always interesting to me, which, I, you know, writing has always interested me in the photography. So I would always look to see who wrote a story or who took a picture. And, you know, and that was like my first impression of you. That's when I learned about you. I'd see your name at the bottom of the paper. I mean, at the bottom of the picture. And it was like, I was like, man, it's Tony Hammett. You know, that's why I always say that you're the standard that everybody shoots for because to me, you showed me how to shoot dirt late models, you know, whether you, you don't realize that or not, but you did by, by all these pictures that were publicized in all these magazines. And I, I grew up seeing that. And I could say that probably most people that's in the business feel the same way. That's awfully kind of you to say, I mean, I, probably my most prized memories and, the most the thing I'm most proud about is all the people I've been able to help get involved in publication shooting and and just encourage them and never try to discourage anybody. Just try to build them up and bring them along. Uh, there's there's some awfully good ones out there today that uh, if they'd be honest and, and really tell the truth, I, I I help them a little bit too. So <laughs> that makes me proud. And, and this is a question that comes up along this show when we talk to we talk to a uh, you know. Uh, dirt late mile people or dirt racing oriented people uh did you ever have any aspirations to shoot nascar i mean like or indycar or anything like that i did a good bit of nascar stuff back in the mid 90s i i shot quite a few was winston cup back then but i did the, the arca uh, bush grand national and the winston cup we t- talked about darlington a good bit today I, I had a real good experience doing that one weekend i actually went back and forth from uh, Antioch Speedway doing a Stars Dirt event to to back down to Darlington. I, went, I think I made that trip three times that weekend. That was I always said that was the pinnacle, and it, it, and it is. But I just like the availability of the dirt racing. You can, you can walk in anybody's trailer. Where you got to make an appointment to even talk to the, the, the press people for the the Cup guys. I mean, it, it's a totally different world. Oh yeah, and that's, I'm and you know just speaking on everybody that has enjoyed your photography. I'm, I'm glad you leaned toward the dirt late mile side because you know I say it's. Uh, I know you've done awesome if you decide to stay there and go full time at the, you know, on the NASCAR level. But you know the influence you've had at the at the dirt late mile level has been you know probably immeasurable. You know, that's awfully kind of you to say. Um. Do you think, what do you think, of, like I've, I've got counts, I mean, we know what counts, how many shots we get on each camera. Uh, do you have any idea how many 
pictures you've taken in your lifetime? Oh, my goodness. Hundreds of thousands. I'll, I'll put it at that. I mean, maybe even a million. I mean, it's 33 years of doing it. I used to keep up with how many covers and stuff I've had, but I, I quit doing that. I thought it was just a little bit too narcissistic. But <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere around 300 of those, and then I've written probably that many articles and centerfolds and stuff. It's, I, I, it'd be impossible for me to give you 300 covers. Yeah. Wow. I, that, that's something else, sir. That's something else. I tell you, it's it's uh, it's been great having you on, Tony. We sure sure appreciate you coming on and. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that was, you know, interested in hearing you this morning. Uh, and we was uh, kind of leading to what uh, was going on this weekend. I know the World Outlaws on a four-race swing. They got rained out last night. Chris Madden won Thursday night at Georgetown Speedway in Delaware. Of course, the Lucas Oil Show, uh, the topless 100 got rained out the weekend. That was one of the crown jewels. Uh, they hadn't rescheduled yet. Uh, so... Uh, this weekend, I guess we just all be turning toward looking at what comes out of the World Outlaws weekend. Hopefully, they get the race at Port Royal tonight and and uh, Erie's uh, Speedway's more. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Well, got got to put a plug in for our home track here. Cherokee's having their fan appreciation night tonight. Five bucks to get in if the weather cooperates. So That's I'm right. Sure, that'll be packed out. Oh yeah, they they did real well with their fan appreciation uh, the last time they had it. Uh, what a month or so ago. So so that'll be big. Well, Tony, we appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, it's fascinating to sit here and listen to to a real photographer talk about uh, real photography and, and the things you've accomplished, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. It's, a, it's really an honor, and to get to see you guys that are real pros at doing this really, really made it a lot easier for me. Thanks well, a lot. we're easy to work with, I can tell you that. Um, your Facebook page, where uh, we were talking about seeing your photos uh your old photos you're you're putting those up on your facebook page do you have a like a certain photography page no i don't i don't keep up a website anymore i just i just throw a gallery on there every now and then for people to look at they seem to like to look at the old stuff and what what's your uh is it just tony hammond's your personal page or is tony yeah, it, photography I, I just usually put it on my personal page okay so if anybody wants to check out any of those retro galleries you put up uh, yes, they can sir. just just fan, frame request you or, right. or or check them out there Oh, cool. And uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, or I guess we're headed to break. And uh, we'll come back soon here at the Beacon Drive-In Studio on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Our new app is ready to roll. Listen to us live and more by downloading it today. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. It's football season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your tailgate favorites, including pulled pork, smoked chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese or potato salad, and you have a winning team. Game Day Barbecue 165 West Main Street in Duncan opens 1030 a.m. till 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. So stop in for lunch or dinner or call them at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate. Game Day Barbecue, we do things the old-fashioned way. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to 
three days. Call 803-273-3013. Okay, I can do this. This is part of my journey. My time to shine. Ooh, I can't wait to see everyone's eyes light up when I come back with their refreshing, delicious McCafe coffee shakes and drinks. This is my moment. I am the drink runner. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Lily. Own it. Now on McDonald's one two three dollar menu, get any size soft drink or sweet tea for one dollar, or small McCafe for two dollars. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. I'm Alex Smith, and I'm Mitch. Join us Friday following Viking football for Victory Formation presented by Arby's. We'll wrap up all of the night's high school gridiron action right here in Spartanburg County with scores, highlights, and interviews. We'll also keep you updated on games from all over the upstate. That's Victory Formation presented by Arby's. Friday nights following Spartanburg high school football all the way till midnight. Right here on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. And on the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Pros in the know start with Lowe's. Because at Lowe's, pros save money on the supplies they use most. Like select concrete mix, now 20% off when you buy in bulk. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. Stop by the Pro Desk or visit Lowe'sforpros.com for details. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to our final segment here, and it's going to be a short one and a quick one. I have a recording from June 23rd, night, uh, I knew I'd say 19, 2009, uh, that I, when I, I wrote the book on the independence, and this is uh, Joe Frisson, who's he's kind of hard to understand, and we're listening to this off, off of my phone, and if it doesn't work, actually, I'm going to stop it. But this is uh, Joe Frisson talking to me about his recollections of Tiny Line and the day that Tiny passed away. Well, my motto back then, and always has been, 
I hope that was worth uh I hope that was worth listening to. Uh you gotta understand that uh Joe had an accident on his motorcycle and hit a deer and one antler hit him in the top of the head and the other one hit him in his throat. And so he had difficulty talking for years after that. Plus his that was in his office, so his air conditioner was pretty loud. But uh I just thought it was uh, it was worth trying to play. I, I hope it was worth listening to, and we didn't lose too many listeners. But this uh, that was a fitting way I thought to end a show that we talked about Tiny. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, Joe had become good friends with Tiny, and you know was that's it, it, it was needed to be that needed to be played, and, it, and I think everybody could hear it good. And uh, Joe had suffered some, you know, with an accident, like I say, with the deer and some things. And uh, but uh, Tiny, the loss of Tiny was a very sad, emotional thing for for a lot of us. And I think that Joe's emotions tell that to us. Well, um, I hope it was enjoyable to listen to. Look, there's a lot of racing on today, starting tonight with Bristol. Uh, very interesting race. I think tomorrow they qualify for at one thirty today, and that's the five hundred miler at Pocono for Indianapolis cars. I mean, and if you think they come sailing down into the first turn in a stock car like they did last uh, a few weeks ago with uh, when Bubba Wallace had his crash, you know, well, you see the Indy cars come in there at uh, probably an extra thirty or forty miles an hour. So um, if you're going to the races tonight, be careful on the way, and there's. Good chance of rain. I hope it holds out for everybody. I hope it holds out for Bristol. Uh, we want to thank Gene for coming on. Be sure to read his article tomorrow in the Herald Journal, his column, and uh, for bringing Tony Hammond in here. We um, had a great show with a lot of reminiscences about Tiny Lunn with uh, Buzz McKim and Carrie Tharp down at Darlington. If you want to go to the 500 on Labor Day, or Labor Day weekend, get down there and get your tickets. And we are going to see you again next week. Hope everybody has a safe week. Go to the races, watch the races, listen to the races, and keep it between the ditches. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 14.